Oh, baby, that was some good hockey there, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. The Colorado Avalanche find a way down three to nothing to come back, tie it up, and Nico Rantanen with an overtime goal gets the extra point for the Avalanche. A lot to get to with this one. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome aboard to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. I am Chris Maselli. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Man, was that uh, that was entertaining. I mean, we, when, like I said uh, in our summary video, when we look back at the season that was, we are going to be looking back at this game as one of the best games for the Avalanche, maybe across the landscape of the entire NHL, but definitely for the Avalanche. Uh, an exciting, exciting game. Give me your yeah. thoughts on it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially on the second game of a back-to-back, you kind of expect the letdown. And with that, how the Edmonton game started, you kind of justified it like, oh, it's the second game of a back-to-back. Of course, this is how it's going to happen. And you kind of, as a fan, you start justifying it. Little did we know the Avs would not justify it that way, and they came all the way back without Kale McCarr mm. and got that depth scoring, like LLC tallying stuff late. Like, that's what you want to see. And I don't know how you're not reinvigorated as an Avs fan right now and it was good stuff so uh we'll get to that obviously and uh but we do want to throw out our social media outlets where you can follow us lopn underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns and opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our youtube channel where you can hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live so uh yeah let's get dive into this game this weekend and this was why what do we call it like you know back to back group number two basically uh of the, the sinister six uh, there you did yeah the, the the sinister six um and for the the average grab four points you know and in kind of not so dramatic fashion against the the st louis blues maybe to be expected in that game and then in this one, you know, you, you don't really know what you're going to get because it is a back-to-back. Those are always difficult. You have Edmonton coming in. They're obviously always a formidable team with, um, you know, their, their dynamic duo with Dreisaitl and McDavid, and they looked good early. And yep. you could tell the Avalanche just looked a little sluggish, a little stuck in the mud, a little flat-footed, all those bad things that you don't want to start a game. But you can kind of understand. I'm not giving them an excuse. you got to come out and play the game. Um, and then, you know, you get down three to nothing. I'm not saying like I was throwing in the towel, but you're just like, man, just it, the, the odds are against the abs right now. But the way that they were playing, like they, they never, th- there was like, look at how St. Louis played mm-hmm. the day before and they just phoned it in. Right. Yeah. Like when they got down, they were just like, we just lost our captain in a trade. You know, we we don't really. There's our, our franchise basically just told us we're packing it in. There's really not much. You saw them just kind of go through the motions. You never saw that with the Avalanche, yeah. and I'm not saying I expected them to come back, but this team does not quit, and it shows in the results of this game. Yeah, there was with this weekend matchup. Like 
it's bad blood with the St. Louis Blues. No matter who's on that roster, Bennington's still in net because they're going to be paying him for the end of time, and they're stuck with him. So you didn't know, like that game, to walk out of there with two points in a commanding fashion was a big deal. And then to not get so emotionally taken out by that win and come back from that deficit against Edmonton, it speaks a lot to the, the gravitas of this team because it we mentioned like it's the second part of a back-to-back no kale mccarr he's got the he's got an injury Mm. it's one of those that you just like get through it healthy we got a long rest i mean you you finish this game you have four and five days off like who doesn't (laughs) want that just pack it in let's it's okay Mm. this isn't going to really st louis is a central division edmonton i mean they're they're not going to really ruin things that much. Right. Let's just get out of here. That team just kept continued building on what they were building in that first period, which was sluggish, but you saw what they were trying to do. They kept working on it in the second and exploded in the third. And then Miko, the way he sealed it in overtime, was just domination. Yeah. Cocky almost. That play from like Miko, when, when he, because he had the puck on the right-hand side, and he kind of circled around to go all the way to the left-hand side, and he held on to the puck for just another split second. Um, and and when as soon as he did that, and and Campbell kind of like bit on it a little bit. Campbell kind of came out, which he's you know you expect him to do that. And Miko just held on to that puck for another split second, and he just saw Campbell kind of just his his center of gravity just seemed to like go down, and then it was over. I yeah. I. I the second I saw Miko hang on to that puck and just kind of keep going out a little bit wider, I was like, it's over. And yep. then he roofed the thing. It was brilliant. It was it was a brilliant move. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, it couldn't have been more yin and yang in this game from how it started with get, not only getting down three to nothing, but you went 0 for 3 on the power play, right? For If you're the avalanche, like it just, and, and two goals that you gave up to Edmonton, you just lost track of of you know where they were on the ice, and they were relatively easy uh, goals for Edmonton. It was just so you, but but you again, I go back to you never have that mindset of this team is going to pack it in. They're just not built that way. A three usually, I mean, kind of spots in this season, you would think like a three nothing deficit would be very difficult to overcome for this team because they were just struggling to score. You're getting back to, I say the old school being last year, um, of, of a team that you you feel like they're not out of it anymore, and they just play that way. They keep grinding. Yeah, and I think Avs fans, we just kind of reached into our bag that we've already accumulated from this season already. We're like, you know, this justifiable excuse worked really good against that Arizona loss or that Seattle loss. We'll use it right here, and we'll get through and get through the rest and. We'll get mm-hmm. Kale McCarr for the Winnipeg matchup. It'll be fine. But to see this team really turn it on and continue pushing all the way through that third period was electric. And mm-hmm. that Miko Ranton and Selly afterwards, it felt like a playoff win. Oh, it did, yeah. And it was <laughs> to see the team and the fans together, like celebrating that moment, I was like, ah, this is avalanche hockey. This feels good. Even that... When you're down three to nothing, you know, and just things don't seem to be going right for you, 
you you just have to somehow some way get that one right and i think at the end of the first uh sam gerard had a shot on net and campbell blocked it with the top part of his stick the puck beat him and you know the way a goalie holds a stick like the top part yeah. that's above like kind of goes a little bit behind him that's how he made that save yeah the puck was going in the net and he like it beat him and just the position of his stick the top part of the shaft is what blocked it and you're sitting there you're like good lord like is that like is that what gonna is jack campbell gonna be like that on tonight where you know the 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 but part of his stick is going to block surefire goals. And, yeah. and the, and the flip of that moment for me in the game was when Devontae's blocked a surefire goal by, with his leg, mm. like it, it yeah. had Yorgiev beat yeah. and he just, he took that, he took kind of like the knee and blocked that goal. And I, at that moment, I was like, this team's not done yet. They're, yeah. they're really going for it. You, you, started, you started to see things change, like the, the all those battles against the boards when the puck would like scoot out, it would go right to an Edmonton play. Like just things were not like the puck luck was not going their way. And I'm not saying it completely went one sided to the outside once they started playing well, but they were just, you know, the, 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 the Nathan McKinnon goal, the first one to get on the board was just like, all right, like now let's just start because three, three to nothing. Everybody hates that lead. So um, it, it's not insurmountable, but they were playing, you know, cat and mouse the entire time. They'd, they'd pull within one, Edmonton would score. They'd pull within one, Edmonton would score. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that and them, you know, completing the comeback and kind of all these good things that really happened for the Avalanche. But like we said, there were some not so good things at power play. Mm. Mm. Come on, yeah. boys. So, uh, but we are going to first hear from Athletic Greens, and then we will uh, get back into it. So, um, our next partner, Athletic Greens, we've been using it for quite a while. Kyle is on his no energy drink. Uh, what are we calling this? Cleanse? Yeah, it's. I'm and, calling it a body reset. Um, and and you are utilizing Athletic Greens to get you through this. Are you not, sir? I am heavily relying on it. How are you doing? We got to check in because uh, it's been a week. It's been another week. So this is week two. Yeah, this is week two. How's it going? It's honestly the hardest thing I've ever had to break in my life. Mm. And honestly, starting the day with Athletic Greens, it feels like I'm not just cleaning my body from the overuse of caffeine, but like with all the the supplements and like the vitamins that's in Athletic Greens every morning, it feels like I'm adding back better. So it's Ooh. a really good start to the day. I like it. So if you're like Kyle and you want to kind of tone up on that gut health, if you're concerned about your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, even your aging, then Athletic Greens is for you. It's one scoop of AG1 in a cup of morning water and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced, superfoods, and probiotics to start your day right. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, or dairy-free, or even gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMO, so it does not have that nasty chemical or artificial taste that Kyle and I talk about all the time. 
stuff tastes delicious and it costs you less than $3 a day. And when you're investing in your health, that is cheaper than your cold brew and coffee habit. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. And that is it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, getting back to the Avalanche and Oilers. Uh, this was the second game between these two teams. So the Avalanche have won both of them. And then dating back to the playoffs where they swept them, that's six in a row for the Abs over the Oilers. Uh, Connor McDavid with a single assist in this game. And if my memory serves me correctly, he didn't have a single point in that first game. I'll find um, out. And, I, and I don't think Leon Dreisaitl did either. But Drysdale did have a goal in this one, and that was it. So he, uh, yeah, no assist for Drysdale and no goal for McDavid. So they each had a point. And I don't think, I mean, if you're looking it up, go for it. But I'm almost positive neither of those guys scored a point in their first game. <clears throat> I know so, we have uh, Drysdale had two, and McDavid had one, but no goal. In in, in the, in the first, first game, the they first did game. score in that game. It was a. Uh, yeah, with points, they did not tally a goal. Didn't score a goal. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. No goals then. Yeah, that was <laughs> which a, is crazy to say for those two guys. If you can hold them to this no one, goals, it's good. Yeah. Uh, yesterday's game was Fogel scoring two goals off the hop. The first game was Hyman scoring two goals off the hop. Oh, okay. All right. Fogel had an interesting first period. Boy, uh, two two uh, penalties back to back came out of the penalty box and like immediately tripped Bo Byer and he went right back in. Um, and then he more than makes up with it for with two goals. Did he have any assists on the day too? No, just those two goals. So, um, but yeah, he had an eventful first period. Um, yeah. It yeah, was that Simpsons meme where grandpa walks into the bar. And puts his <laughs> and, hat oh, oh, I thought you were talking about like when he goes back into the bushes and then no, Homer he comes walks out. into the bar, puts his head on the, on the stand and takes immediately the walks right, right back out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the, like it's, it's a first period you'd like to forget. Um, and, and they, they did that, you know, I think let me bring up some stats here. So for your shots on goal, uh, 42 to 40. So both teams with uh, avalanche at 42 avalanche win the faceoff percentage. And this is Kyle and I clapping. If uh, we could do a standing ovation, we would do that. That that's, after we're done here, maybe we should go back and, and see how many games it's been since they've won a face-off. Yeah, no. 57% to 43%, so pretty convincingly. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm I'm Hold on. I, I'm totally on the wrong. Nope. It's 53.2 to 46.8. The Avalanche still won this one. Okay. 53 to 47. Yep. The one – so the, hold on. This is two games in a row then where they've won – no, they lost the one to, to the Blues. Okay. So, uh, yeah, 53 to 47. Uh, there's your 0 for 4 on the the power play, which you want that to improve. Clearly, you know when you have four opportunities against this team and you're down, you want that to kind of get that. That's what that's what you need the power play for. It's like you know free throws. Like it's not as simple as a free throw, but it gets you back in the game. It's easy easier points. 
So it was a little bit of a struggle, and it just didn't look good. I don't, I don't think anything about it really looked good. And it, it stings just a little bit more. You mentioned that they're winning faceoffs. That means you're getting more opportunities in these moments. Like everything, and we're running out of players to have that excuse. Well, when insert player name here comes back, that power play is going to be potent. We have a lot of those power play stars out there right now. Mm. They should be generating something on the power play. And instances like this, you wouldn't have to make heroic comebacks late in the third if you can convert on the power play in the yeah. first. Okay. Uh, but like we were saying before, the Avalanche, you know, kept battling. And, you know, when you're down three to nothing, you just have to get that one. Nathan McKinnon did that. And then uh, you had Val Nachuskin. So now you cut it three to two. And then Tyson Berry kind of just rips one from the blue line, makes it four to two. Avalanche come back again with Nathan McKinnon, which makes it four to three. But then uh, Matthias Yanmark makes it a, a two goal game again. It was just this back and forth. And you're, you, every time the Avalanche pulled within one, you were like, being at home, the crowd's going crazy. It's like, you got it. And then it gets, goes out to five to three. You're like, oh, I mean, it, it's not over, but this is going to be tough. You, you've pulled within one multiple times here. Yeah. Um, and then you had Logan O'Connor with uh, that was just beating filthy. the puck until it went in. <laughs> it's just filthy, just yeah. grindy, grit, grindy goal. Yep. And then uh, Arturi Lekinen with the one to tie it, with, which just, I mean, that crowd went absolutely bonkers. Bonkers. So it was. A fun game if you like scoring. Yeah. Uh, from the goalie standpoint, I don't know. Like, I, I think it, it was, I mean, he, you're going to let out let in five goals. So you can't sit here and say, like, he had a good day. Right. No. Um, but there were moments where, yeah, if you got to make a stop, he did. There were a couple breakaways. Uh, there, there was that one moment where the game was just going back. It was a track meet, just going back and forth. And um, I think it was Sammy G who had a breakaway. And Campbell stopped him on that. And then right back come Edmonton. And I don't know who it was that had a breakaway in Edmonton, but Georgiev stopped that one. There, there was a lot, a, a few moments where you would think Edmonton, if they just got that another goal to put it back to a three game, three point lead, you know, that would pretty, pretty much seal the deal. So he came up with stops when he needed to, not his best day by far. Yeah. But when it got to crunch time, the abs are kind of making this, this comeback. And then in overtime, you come up with some saves too. So, again, uh, that grinding effort from Georgiev. Yeah, he. There were some goals that I was raised some alarms for me. I can't. I can't remember if it was the Drysidle goal or if it was Barry's goal, but like the everybody parted like the Red Sea, and it was just it was him and the shooter. Yeah. And he was way out of the crease. He was floating in the white ice. I don't know why he was out there in the first place, and it just it beat him bad. And I'm just, it was one of those instances where you're like, where you're justifying the loss, like, okay, this is a bad game from your gift. Let's just get mm -hmm. through it healthy, and we'll be all right. But no, he ended up tightening it up. And you mentioned the goals, and it you get within one, and they go back ahead too, never pulling him out of the game, still letting him. Stick, stick in it stick and it not out. yeah and not relying on the extra man late in the game like it was i i liked the confidence we had in him i wonder if if pablo francis had been there if they if they would mm. have 
Because I don't think you're going to go to, you know, I mean, if you're if you're going to Jonas Johansson against, you know, a team like Edmonton, I think that's kind of a sign that you're like, all right, we're just going <laughs> to we're kind of throwing it in maybe. Um, but, you know, you're still not that much out of it. I mean, if it had gotten to four to nothing. Yeah, maybe we're having it. a different conversation, but three to nothing is that that lead that everybody hates. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say it crossed Bednar's mind. Maybe if, you know, there was another one there, maybe it would have started to. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I think this is what Bednar does. Like he lets his players kind of like figure it out. Or his stars, I should say. Like if, if you're in his doghouse, if yep. you're in the like the lower levels, he'll he'll keep that's, you out. I mean that that's the story of Martin Kout earlier this year. Yeah, he lets he yeah. lets you figure it out. So I I I, I agree with that. Yeah. So well, he, I mean, he's known to do both. Like he will he will bench you, um, but you know that it he know like he's not going to bench someone like Nathan McKinnon. You know yeah, what I you, mean? Like you have your Yorgiev and Martin Kout, and then you have yeah. your Jacob McDonald. Right. So. Um, yeah, he let him stay out there and 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 fight it and fight it out. So you like to see that. Uh, there's some news going on with the Abs in terms of some of these injured players with Eric Johnson and uh, Kale McCarr and Gabe Landeskog. So we will discuss those three players and, of course, our sound check that we have to get to. But first, we're going to talk about FanDuel. And that's uh, the number one sportsbook in America has now partnered up with Locked On. And if you're a new customer to FanDuel, that is even better because new customers get a no-sweat first bet, which is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You can just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And I was going to, I mean, I'm not a big better, but if I was... I was gonna. I was gonna maybe put something on the NBA All Star Game, Ooh. whatever the over is. Yeah, bet the over because I, I got the score right here. I was I was wondering if there was gonna te- hit, be a team to hit two hundred points, and I don't know if this is this over. Yeah, team Giannis won one hundred and eighty four. One hundred and eighty four points. Can we just stop playing All Star Games, please? I'm, I'm I'm starting to join you on this. I'm They're sorry. so pointless. That's not fun to me. That is not fun. Like I like scoring, but I do like some defense too, and that's just boring. That's just you know. You, I feel you, bad for the boring. ref constantly having to go. Oh my god! Did they? I wouldn't even have called a single foul in that game if I was a ref. Just give me my paycheck and I'll go home. Uh, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, so we heard uh, during the broadcast, actually, that um, Gabe Landeskog is supposed to start skating Monday in Denver. So he's been, seems like he's been circling the globe uh, doing some treatment, but they, they kind of said it on the air uh, that, that he should be in Denver Monday skating, which kind of is in the timeline of what they were telling us kind of around the new year that, we're expecting him mid-March. 
okay, well then this kind of lines up with that. Barring no setbacks, maybe we do see him when we last were told, which has been March. Uh, this is just a reason for everybody to celebrate the President's Day holiday even more. Mm, the captain yeah. is skating. The sun yeah. is out. The sun is shining. <laughs> so we have that. Uh, Kyle said early in the show, you know, we did not have Kale McCarr for this game. Apparently it had nothing to do with that hit in St. Louis. He got hit again in the yeah. face. It wasn't intentional, uh, but he got he kind of got like punched almost. And he did leave the game. They probably spotted it and said, hey, it was to his head. Let's, you know, just go through the concussion protocols. He came back and finished that game. Um, and then, you know, it was almost like a carbon copy of what happened, you know, why he would he, like the last game when he got hit, he went out, but then he came back. And then he, of course, missed a few games. This he got hit, went out, came back. And now he missed this game, but had nothing to do apparently with that hit. It's a separate upper body injury. So, Maybe this four days off are coming at the right time, at least for Kale McCarr. Yes, absolutely, on what it is. Yeah, so. and he's he's a member that you want for these back to back. So enjoy mm-hmm. the four days, Kale. And then the the last one that they also talked about was uh, Eric Johnson. We knew that it was probably something broken in the foot, and that's exactly what it is. But it's an ankle. So this brings up a whole bunch of questions about what to do with him. And you know, LTIR in the trade deadline. Not saying get traded. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, do they if 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 you have to put him on long-term injured reserve, that opens the door for some trades. I don't think clearly. it's a question of if I, with EJ and his age, I think a broken ankle. I honestly think we just seen the last of Eric Johnson. Oh, that's uh that's a statement. I mean, I he'll if it's a broken ankle, right? Like broken bones, what? Six weeks, six to we're eight all, weeks, depending on how we're bad almost it is. done with February. Right. So, I mean, we have, let's say eight weeks left in the season. Um, so let's say it's the worst possible case scenario and he misses the regular season. Like you'd have to think he'd be back in the playoffs. So I don't want to go that far yet for him to, to be, not be back for the playoffs. Could be, but it, why does it just seem like every injury that the Avalanche have, these players are out for longer than expected? So why are why should we expect Eric Johnson to miraculously come back from a broken ankle in anything less than a month and a half? Anything yeah. less than that? And that <clears throat> this is also this is six weeks for us walking normies. Mm-hmm. This is he puts that broken ankle in a skate. It's going to take some time to get yeah, back yeah, accustomed yeah. and ready to go and then take another puck off it. So the abs will know, obviously, and, and the league does look into this stuff. It's not like they just can't throw him on LTIR and say, like, oh, he's still hurt. Yeah. No, they'll investigate it. Um, but, I mean, that that's a, that's a big deal. They might wait till a little bit closer to the deadline to get a, a more definite answer for him um, in terms of if they are going to put him on LTIR. But if they have to... That only helps the avalanche. Yep. And, and it, it's not gaming the system. There's a guy who's genuinely hurt. You saw it on, on the ice. We'll see what happens. But that is definitely, definitely something to keep an eye on as we get closer to the trade deadline. Because that's $6 million that would be removed from their cap in the regular season. And when, yeah. in the, when the playoffs come back around, cap doesn't exist. You can open the door 
to depth moves on both defense and offense now that the trade pool is starting to dry up a little bit before we even get there a little bit definitely is so um all right one last bit of business to get to before we wrap it up and that is our locked on avalanche sound check kyle and i will pick uh one song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game obviously that is the six to five overtime win over edmonton these songs go up on a playlist over on spotify just search LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number two. So what do you got for this one, sir? A band that I grew up with in my formative years. <laughs> um, Demon Hunter. Mm. Song is Undying. Um, Why would you go epitome, with that title, sir? The for... epitome of that game. Yeah. That was where a, a lot of us gave up on this team. They did not. And we are all fools for it. How dare we? Never again will we make that mistake. This I was getting emails and uh, DMs from multiple people just being like packing it in. And then I got emails and DMs from people saying, shouldn't have packed it in. <laughs> <laughs> to those that are wanting to pack it in, go look at the standings real quick. Hey, hey, we will get to some standings tomorrow. Maybe do a cross. Maybe we'll get Dane on the line hmm. from Lockdown Stars. Uh, for me, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big Ozzy Osbourne fan. I'll just say that. I'm just, I'm just not like, I respect the hell out of the guy and what he's done for metal and for music in general, and just being an all around cool dude, just the sound of just usually, you know, not, not can't really get too much into Ozzy, but I think there's one song that is universally loved by the man. Uh, and that's crazy train and that is absolutely what this game was this was this was a a a crazy train of a game that sometimes was off the rails uh but sometimes it got back on the rails and for the avalanche luckily it ended the way you want it to end but that that was just that was crazy that was that was a crazy fun game and it's only fun because we won that's right (laughs) so um yeah, so go to uh, Spotify, LOA, Soundcheck, Volume 2. Follow that playlist, and after every game, we will uh, upload two new songs. So that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. So we have four days to fill, and we're going to be doing some maybe some crossovers, uh, maybe get some uh, guests on, and definitely throw out some Instagram questions too. So if you don't follow on Instagram, do that, because I'll probably throwing something up in the morning um, to get uh, listener questions for an episode this week all right that'll wrap it up for the day thank you for tuning in making it your first listen of the day that is always appreciated for mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli and this is the locked on avalanche podcast it's a good weekend four points in our pocket see you guys tomorrow go abs go go